With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the day I was born, the nurses all gathered round. They gazed in wide wonder at the joy they had found. The head nurse spoke up, said leave this one alone. She could tell right away that I was bad to the bone. They're going to go for two and try to tie it with 20 seconds left in the half. So chasing points early, not necessarily recommended, but we'll see if it works. Two receivers to each side of the formation. Driscoll back to throw. He swings it out to the right to Bernard, and he is tackled at the five-yard line. The Bengals have not had a two-point conversion in 56 games. Longest streak of any team in the NFL. They will try for one here to tie the game. Driscoll back to throw. Looking, still looking, sacked back at the 15-yard line. They're going to go for two and try to tie it with 20 seconds left in the half. So chasing points early, not necessarily recommended, but we'll see if it works. Two receivers to each side of the formation. Driscoll back to throw. Erickson moving under it, catches it to 37 oh, no. and drops the football. Oh, no. Nothing summarizes being a Bengals fan quite like the phrase, oh, no. There should be T-shirts, billboards, oh, no. <laughs> Lance McAllister, welcome to the Bill Cunningham Show. Lance, how are you? Willie, good afternoon. Last night about uh, 8 o'clock before I came here to do my Sunday night show, I was speaking with your good friend and mine, Eric Dieters. And uh, he was glowing about the great cowboy victory. And we went over the top three moments in each of our lives in the 51 years of the Bengals' existence of utter ineptitude and failure. I have my three. I'm going to ask for your three. But my three would be Kajana Carter, who was perceived as the next Barry Sanders in the Pontiac Superdome in a preseason game with a non-contact injury, blowing out his knee. He was never the same. Then I would throw in Billups on the interception in the end zone that did not happen to win the Super Bowl. Then you might consider A.J. Green, perhaps the greatest uh, wide receiver since uh, Isaac Curtis, who was by himself getting ready to go into a route with another non-contact injury about two weeks ago, and like his right foot blow, blew up. Just He was just standing there, and his right foot collapsed. Do you have two or three moments in your mind that demonstrate the Bengals' ineptitude? Uh, yeah, I would, the first thing that would come to mind would be passing up an entire draft so they could draft Achilles Smith back in the day. <laughs> uh, the New Orleans Saints and, and uh, Mike Dicka were going to give them every pick in the draft. You got them plus all. A first, plus a first-round pick the next year, and I think a second-round pick the next year. And, and the Bengals uh, stood pat. They said, no, we're good. We're going to draft this guy out of Oregon we like named Achilles Smith. And how many draft choices did they pass on? Like first, I think it was nine. Nine. They said, we want number 11 Achilles Smith. That's the guy. He's a duck. And I think at that point, how many college games had he played? Like about seven or eight? Yeah, he, he was a one-hit wonder. Yeah, and so the, that, that's that's pretty good. They, they, they passed up 11. 
And I'm sure that was, that was a Mike Brown. Can you give me one or two more? Uh, well, the frustration, I'd go back to the first Super Bowl and not being able to score from the goal line on three straight plays, and they get stopped by the 49ers, and, and that was their chance. And, well, why about, are you making me do this? Why are you putting me through this? The greatest uh, fullback maybe in the history of Ohio State was Pete Johnson. Uh, and the greatest offensive lineman maybe of all time was Anthony Munoz. So you got Pete Johnson running over Anthony Munoz three times, and the Bengals couldn't go one yard. No, and then and if you remember one of those plays, they actually decided to throw it out in the flat to Charles Alexander, and he couldn't get square to the goal line, and he got tackled at the two. They didn't even run it on that play. That was from Louisiana State's uh, own. That that was pretty bad. How about Chris Collinsworth fumbling uh, the ball and stumbling why? in the why? Superdome, like on the five why? or ten yard line? Collinsworth what? is ready to go in for a touchdown, and like he gets spastic all of a sudden, the ball flies out of his hands, recovered, of course, by San Francisco. No, how about the Bengals and 49ers in a regular season game in Riverfront where the Bengals have it on fourth down and opt to not punt. They tried to run a sweep to James Brooks to run out the clock. The 49ers tackled him, and on the next play, Montana (laughs) threw a touchdown pass to win the game on the final play of the game. How about in that same Super Bowl, about 10 o'clock in the morning on the day of the game, I get a call from uh, Sandy Schick, who was at that point Sam Weiss, still is secretary, and said, you can't believe what happened last night, and I'm going, what? We're ready for the game. What happened? Stanley Wilson leaves the hotel, somehow avoids security, ends up in a Liberty City crack house, and he's cracked out and can't play the game. You know, when I initially agreed to do this, I did not know this was going to be part of the pain and misery. The pain and misery was not going to be part of this conversation. And how about the same game, the groundskeeper, because it was so dry in Miami, decided to put a couple hours of water on the field. But somehow, for some inexplicable reason, he, like, left Joe Robbie Stadium, and the sprinkler system stayed on until 8 o'clock in the morning. And then when he got there, it was nothing but a marsh and a swamp, and that caused Tim Crumright to break his leg. I can't take it. Now, now, what are the odds of any of these things happening? Only in Cincinnati. Do other other teams go through this and we don't see it because we're not there? No, we have seized the day on these. Well, how about Marvin Lewis's record in the playoffs? Zero and I seven. Think that'd be a zero and a seven. How about yeah. the last eight games they played at night, Sunday night or Monday night? There, there are zero and eight. How about uh, they hire Hugh Jackson over two full seasons with the Browns was one and thirty-one. He's a special assistant to the head coach. How about the last 10 games against Pittsburgh? Marvin Lewis is 1-9 and nine and gets a contract extension. Pardon me while I curl up in the fetal position. Well, well, give me some idea. And how about Jeff Driscoll? Seemingly had a touchdown yesterday, but because of, quote, a new rule that went into effect this year, even though his knee didn't touch until the ball was over the end zone, somehow the, quote, new rule invalidated, invalidated the touchdown. Explain that one. I got nothing, Willie. They played hard. I don't think they should get credit for that. They didn't play smart, and that apparently is never addressed by this coaching staff. And they once were a 4-1 and football team, and now they sit 5-8. and eight. Will Marvin Lewis be extended again in about three weeks? I've, uh, I, I, I'm assuming he is going to be the coach for the rest of his life until proven otherwise. <laughs> because my, he's a good man, and Mike Brown likes him. And so what the hell? Pay him another $4 million. I don't get any of it, Willie. So, I have no answers. So give me, Lance, 
Yes. Give me hope because you're about, how old are you, like 50, 51? 52. All right. You basically have been born, raised, and you will die under the sign of the Bengal Tiger in Cincinnati. Your whole life has been spent here. Yes. It reminds me of what the what the soldiers did to the Indians on the Great Plains in the 1870s and 80s. In order to eradicate and obliterate Indians, the, the soldiers would give them a blanket-infused anthrax. So as you put the blanket on your body over the next cold winter, by the time spring came, you were dead. We have over 52 years with your Bengals, Heisman Trophy winners. Outland Trophy winners, first-team All-Americans. We have individuals that are the best and the brightest in their position. Generally, we pick them nice and early in the draft. But it seems like when you put on the Bengal stripes, it's like a Plains Indian putting on one of those soldier blankets. Things just all of a sudden, A.J. Green can't stand up without his right foot exploding. Can you explain to me how this is possible and how we move forward under the sign of the Bengal tiger. You've spent your life there. How does it feel? No, there, there is no reason to believe it's going to change. It's not going to change because they're not going to change the business model of how they operate. And that's, that's just the reality of the situation, really. We're talking about a coach who in his 16th season now, over his last three, having never won a playoff game, over his last three, will manage three consecutive non-winning seasons. In seasons 14, 15, and 16, is now 18, 26, and 1 in his last three seasons, and nothing is going to change. To believe it will is sheer folly. Folly. They added a coach to the coaching staff, Willie. The Cleveland Browns have had a guy named Greg Williams coaching their team. He's coached them for five games. He's won three of them. Hugh Jackson coached them for 40, and he won three of them. I'll repeat that. Greg Williams is three and two as the Browns head coach. Hugh Jackson was three, 36, and one. Well, we hired him here. we got to bring that guy, and he's the heir apparent, right? Yes. He's the heir apparent. Ah. Cross down. They jump off sides. They fall start. They go for two in the first half. I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I remember a coach going for two in the first half of a football game and chasing points. I, and I get the biggest kick out of all oh, they played hard. Well, well, let's lower the bar a little bit more. I, I think the given is you should play hard every week. I guess I'd wonder why it took 13 weeks in for Marvin to decide to be an aggressive coach. And yet, I, I just. Uh, I don't know, Willie. How about, know. how about the fourth down play? You give the ball to Mixon like five yards deep in the end zone. I mean, five yards deep in the backfield. Why not just quarterback sneak it like, no, no, like four no. inches? Why would you? No, why would you want to do that? You've got an athletic quarterback. Perhaps the only thing you could say about Jeff Driscoll is he's an athletic quarterback, and rather than have him sneak the football Four inches. Three inches. Three inches. You hand the ball to Joe Mixon in the backfield. I give you Bill Lazor. Well, how's that possible? How's it possible? Because it's the Bengals. Because they have Bill Lazor as their offensive coordinator, and they have Marvin Lewis as their head coach. How about at the end of the first half when there's like 10 seconds to go, somehow, (laughs) how's it possible that the Chargers were able to kick a 59-yard field goal? How's that possible? Uh, let me go one better, Willie. I, I, I love it. I went back and for whatever reason, I watched the game again this morning. Here's what I get a big kick out of. The you Bengals did? drive late in the game. They score a touchdown with a minute 50 to go. Joe Mixon burst into the end zone. They pulled within two. They need a two-point conversion to tie the game. And what were the Bengals doing? 
the Bengals were gathering for a coordinated touchdown celebration in the end zone, needing a two-point conversion, needing everybody on the same page, needing a clear thought process to tie the game. And with 150 to go as Joe Mixon scores the touchdown, they are gathering as a group to coordinate and execute a touchdown celebration. At the end of the first half, if Marvin simply would have kicked the extra point, the no, Bengals no, I then, do that. then no, the Bengals no, at the end no, of the game no, kick the extra no. point. And you go to overtime, right? No, no, not, no, not, no, 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 no. Go for two. And how's Take the Ohio two. State Center doing on motion penalties, trying to hike the Ooh. ball? Well, and here, here, here's what I don't get, Willie. Uh, I, I, I think Alex Redmond has had a false starter jumped off sides approximately 97 times this season. And here, here, here's what I don't understand. The previous two weeks, they committed 25 penalties in back-to-back weeks. Yesterday, they committed penalties that tanked the game. And yet, there appears to be, never, ever, ever appears to be, any consequences for the actions of the players, I just don't get it. And Marvel will say today at 3 o'clock, we just got to play better. We got to clean it up. We got to play better. <laughs> oh, Well, they played hard. I'm, I'm reading what Marvel and the boys. They, 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 played, played, hard. Played, they hard. only lost by played. five points, which is, played. you know, played hard. We, got, we just got to get better. Hard. Now, yep. now they got to play Oakland. Who? The, the, this is like what the Bengals would have done. The, the, the Steelers are about to kick a game-tying field goal as time expires, and their all-world field goal kicker slips on the field because it's full of muck and mire, and he can't kick the field goal. That's something that happened. But now that team's coming here kind of excited. The Raiders just beat the Steelers, and the Bengals can never beat the Steelers. So the Bengals, you know if the, you know what happens to Marvin Lewis's record if he loses the next three games in Cincinnati? Tell me. One fifty. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. 156 and 2. <laughs> wong, wong. Now, think about the possibility of coaching over 300 games and you're exactly 500. What are the odds? What are the odds that you would be allowed to coach 16 consecutive seasons in the same city in the 31 other NFL cities? Zero. No, not go. even Cleveland. Not even Cleveland. But would you rather be a Detroit Lions fan or a Bengals fan? I'd rather live here. Uh, how about a Browns fan or a Bengals fan? I'd well, rather you know, be a Browns fan you know, right now. It's funny you say that. Uh, uh, Peter King, the longtime NFL uh, writer, analyst, uh, worked here for many years. He wrote this morning, Willie, how about, how about things, the way things have turned? He wrote, the Browns will have four, his prediction, the Browns will have four primetime games next year. They're fun. They're dangerous to play. They've got an exciting quarterback, and they should have an exciting young coach by next season. <laughs> Compare and contrast, 
Compare and contrast Cleveland to Cincinnati. How did we reach this point? How did we? You're the man with the answers. You're the sports talk maven. Explain it to me. I have no explanation. I do have a question. Before you run out of time, make sure today of all days you ask, do you have a, do you have a question of me, something that's perplexing you, geomorphology or, or splitting of atoms or space travel, or ask me a question. I've got a question. I wasn't going to ask that question. Uh, well, just say if I have anything I'd like to ask you, because I do. What about the Crosstown shootout? Um, you know what, disappoint you? Here, here, two quick thoughts. One, I did not think UC's defense was ready to play that well. I did not think Xavier's offense would play that poorly. But more than anything else, I did not anticipate Xavier's players opting to no longer be a part of that fight. They checked out. With about five minutes to go in that game, a 20-point game, Quinn. they basically checked out of the fight, and I never thought I'd say that about a team involved in the Quinn. cross-down shootout. The worst thing you can say about a warrior or a player is that they quit. And Xavier quit. It was shocking. Had UC not gone the final, I think, three minutes without a field goal, UC should have won that game by 25 points. Quit. And I think our new coach had better kick some ass beginning today about 3 o'clock because Xavier quit. All right, let me – do you have a question for me last week, Alex? I do. What's the question? Do you realize what happened on this date, December 10th, 1989? Well, that was after. Would, would you like some clues? That was after the Pete Rose debacle in August of '89. It would have been the Bengals. Uh, I would assume Bengals playing football December tenth, nineteen eighty-nine. I'll else? give you some clues. All right, go ahead. Riverfront Stadium. Yes. Snowballs. Tom Kinder. Sam Weish. You, you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. Yes. On this day, 1989, perhaps the greatest uttering of words in the history of Cincinnati sports. But now you're telling me as a football fan you'd rather be in Cleveland. <laughs> well, the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. Wait! Where is Sam Weish when we need him with a new heart? Where is he? Oh, man, those words. I love hearing that phrase. That is fantastic. Well, we went down memory lane a bit, Lance. Thanks for calling in, and we'll do it again. And we've got Brian Tome coming on in about 35 minutes to give us some religious evangelical outlook on the Bengals' future. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go over here and uh, curl up in the fetal position in the corner of my office again. When you have time, you're not much of a stats guy. Uh, look at Marvin, Marvin Lewis's record. If he loses three more, he's exactly 50-50 with the relentless pursuit of mediocrity. He's going to get there. That saddens me. Lance, God bless you and thank you. Willie, thank you. Do you have memories that we have missed of Bengal seasons of the past? Seven four nine seven thousand pound 700, the new AT&T. I guess other NFL cities have exactly the same thing, right, Matt Steinman? Other NFL cities have the same stuff happening? No. Only Cincinnati. What are your memories? Bill Cunningham, 700 WLW. I'm Billy Cunningham in about uh, 25 minutes. Brian Tome's going to be here from Crossroads about awaited news about that. We have Garrett first on his cell phone. But I want to get, I don't want to be negative. You know me, I'm not negative. I'm objective. And there have been a few Great moments in Bengals history, a few, like the Freezer Bowl. We go back and keep living that. Other than that, I guess there have been a few. But I, I want to probe your mind. What uh, unbelievably, unbelievably bad or horrible moments have transpired or something really good that causes you to want to keep going down to PBS, which is a fine fan experience. Segment Dennison tells me it's unbelievable at the tailgating, all that kind of stuff. 
Begin with Garrett, plus your calls. We have four lines open if you call now. 513-749-7000, pound 700, the new AT&T. I got my own ideas, and I'll share them with you later. Let's go to Garrett on his cell phone. Garrett on his cell phone, welcome to the Bill Cunningham Show. Garrett, go ahead. Bill, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. So, you know, watching the game yesterday, I couldn't help but think about the contrast. We we have, you know, the, the debacle about Hamilton County taxes oh. and building the new stadium and oh. all of that. Oh. But, you know, so that's one issue. But then we, we talk about the, the game itself, and I could not help but flash back to 1981, our famed Freezer Bowl. You know, we the college. You have the Tostito Bowl in in college. Uh, the Bengals and the Chargers have the famous Freezer Bowl. Um, I think we've got uh, to come up with yesterday's game called We're Toast Bowl. <laughs> they did everything to. In other words, they always find a way to lose. If it's going for a two-point conversion in the second quarter, which nobody does, it happens. Ten seconds you know, to go in the half, 59-yard field goal because of a motion penalty. Hey, Bill, you know, I think, I, I think Mike Brown is really a comedian. He, he's going to sell the team and do stand-up, and Marvin Lewis is going to uh, enter politics and become part of Cincinnati City Council. <laughs> and then you, Jackson, will be named the head coach. No, he's going to own it. He's going to own it. You, <laughs> Jackson, guarantee. Because if you if you don't hire if you don't hire Hugh, it'll be some <laughs> racial issue. You because, got to. You know you. You got to. It, 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 he's got to be the, the whole thing. You know, Boomer Esiason brought up a good point. You've got uh, I can't remember the uh, the player's name for Kansas City, the offensive coordinator. Um, I guess there might be some interest or possibility on his part to to come over and coach. And, you know, I just think they ought to clean house. You know, Marvin, Hugh, uh, Phil, they, they just, they've all got to go. How about this? When the touchdown happened with Jeff Driscoll, he said after the game that he was not aware of a new rule change beginning in 2018 that instituted to protect players. And when you slow down what Jeff Driscoll did, it looks by even the standard of the broadcasters that he actually scored a touchdown. And Absolutely. according to the media, in the past, it would have been a scoring play. But as referee John Yusey explained to the pool reporter following the game, the NFL enacted a rule effective in the 2018 season, of course, to protect players who dive head first. He said, we enacted a rule where the quarterback dives forward. It used to be that when he slid, we gave him protection. We give him that protection now when he, dro- when he do- dives forward, which he did. However, he dove forward to the goal line, and as his knee touched the ground untouched by a defensive player, the ball was about four inches short of the goal line. So the ball was returned to that point because nobody touched him in years past when someone went forward until he was touched, you know, uh, the ball was live. But the rule changed in September of 2018, probably anticipating what would happen yesterday. And that means Jeff Driscoll, as soon as he hit the ground and he hadn't got to the goal line yet, because of the new rule, it wasn't a touchdown. And, of course, that meant on, uh, what, fourth and two inches, they had to have motion up front, which means they kicked the field goal. So whatever had to happen for Driscoll not to score, it happened. You're right. You know, it's funny. I, I think the if you want to look at it glass half full, the the only the only upside to that is that uh, the Chargers didn't go down in two seconds and score a touchdown. No, they, they went down and scored just three points on a fifty nine yard field goal because the yeah. Bengals had more motion penalties. Yeah, exactly. You can't make you know, that the, up. 
You're right. I think it's just incredible. You've got all of these sports analysis analysts and people who are looking at the Bengals. And I think last week you mentioned it. Everyone on ESPN just started cracking up. <laughs> it's, they, they are a laughing stock, and oh. they don't even they don't even qualify to get. Um, information, you know, they they just skip over them. They don't even mention the scores because we're losers. Garrett, did they last uh, Monday morning? They had four or five analysts sitting around ESPN. It was on the thing Get Up, and they're talking about the top three NFL coaches to be fired. It was like it was the Jets guy was going to go, and the Lions guy was going to go, and, and then someone they had, everyone had their top three. Then someone said, "What about the Bengals?" And simultaneously, four experts <laughs> laughed, <laughs> and nobody. He said, "Let's move on." It wasn't. It wasn't like part of the league. It was like, well, that's the Bengals. Exactly. That's the Bengals. It's a joke, Bill. It's a joke. All right. Thank you for your call, Garrett. Let's go to your best Bengals moments. Let's go to Steve, Steve, and then Jake and and uh, Jennifer and Steve. Go ahead. Really, Steve? How you doing? Give me your best Bengals moment. Best Bengal moment, Willie, was when the uh, Bengals appeared in the Super Bowl versus the 49ers mm. many, many years ago. Mm. Ever since then, it's been miserable. I suggest we get rid of Marvin and bring in Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle would be great, but just the Bengals Super Bowl. You had the Stanley Wilson incident. You then had the Crumry incident. You then had the Stanford Jennings long touchdown. You then had Jim Breach kicking the field goals. Then you had Lewis Phillips on the dropped interception. Then you had Joe Montana, going, John Taylor. That all happened in one game. Let's continue with Steve and then Jake. Steve, uh, go ahead. You're on the Bill Cunningham Show. Steve, go ahead. Hello, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello, Steve. Jake, go ahead. Jake, what do you got? Hey, Will. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I don't know if I'm the only person uh, who is a Cincinnati fan that is still having nightmares about the 2015 season or not. But 2015, yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that yes. is phenomenal. Yes. How, the, how about the last play? In order for the Steelers to win, you had a back-to-back unsportsmanlike conduct penalties for the, for the Bengals not to win a playoff game. Yeah, well, somebody in charge at, at the Cincinnati Bengals can look into the future, and they knew – they knew that playoff game was going to end the way it did. That's why the Bengals started 8-0. You know, that's why they orchestrated that fantastic <laughs> comeback against against Seattle. Oh, so, oh. Hey, Willie, what about the Reds? I Google the Reds every once in a while, and I just get little snippets of what looks like good information. So I'm looking forward to the 2019 Red season. I hope you are because right now it looks as if Billy Hamilton's going to sign with Kansas City and that Scooter Jeanette's being offered by the Reds to about anybody for a bag of balls. And at this yeah. point, Jake, at least we have FC to look forward to in the red season and see what happens. But uh, I looked it up this morning. If Marvin loses the next three games, his complete record with the Bengals will be exactly 50-50. Right. Hey, I, one other thing I've noticed about the Bengals, you know, they're, they're, I don't know if they're, if they're out of the playoff race officially yet. But they're really <laughs> close if they're not. Why Why didn't they get slaughtered? They were supposed to get slaughtered yesterday, but they put up a fight because, you know, they're almost completely insignificant. So, I mean, once they reach that point, then they'll win games they shouldn't win. You know what I mean? Look what happened last year, Jake. The last two games meant nothing, right? Exactly. And they exactly. win because it meant nothing. <laughs> they won. Right. If it means yeah. something, they lose. 
So, so it's the it's the bass backwards. You should win games. You have to win and lose games yeah. that don't matter. Well, the the Bengals win games that don't matter, and they lose games they have to win, like the 2015 <laughs> playoff game. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. All right, Willie. I appreciate it. Thank you. Here we go. Give me your Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Classic Bengal moment. We have Chuck and then Kathy. Chuck, go ahead. You're on 700 WLW. Chuck, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Willie? Good. You're looking at this all wrong. Good. I'm glad you're called. Okay, the Bengals lost. That's, not, that's really not surprising. But. 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 Oh, no. But. Oh, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> New England lost. Yep. Pittsburgh lost. Yep. Baltimore lost. Yep. And Cleveland won. Cleveland wins. It's unbelievable. How Cle- that perspective? Cleveland, I mean, they had one hell. I mean, what, what Cleveland did is doing is really unbelievable. I know it. They're, they're excellent this year. Wonderful. Much better. Yep. And we still got the same colors. I guess we do, but the the Bengals a week from Sunday have to go to Cleveland. Oh no! What do you think? Well, I'd say look for the orange and brown uniforms, but they're all orange and brown. <laughs> and I, I, I looked it up. Marvin's record all with the playoffs, et cetera. He's one thirty, one twenty seven, and three. One thirty, one twenty seven, and three. So that means if he loses the next three games. He'll be 130, 130, and three. That is perfect mediocrity. Perfect. No other coach can have that record of 130, 130, and three. Marvin Lewis. I'm going to Sunday's game, and I was going to have me a sign right there by where I'm sitting. Free Sam Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's, got, Sam's got a new heart, too, man. He's ready to go. Let's go to Kathy on his cell. Kathy on his cell, welcome. Please go ahead. Hi, Bill. How you doing? I think the uh, the Malaysian Tigers sent the zoo and have bags on their heads because <laughs> they don't want to be associated with the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, we've gone through this before. We went through the lost decade. And, you know, sadly, you have Andy Dalton and A.J. Green, and they have a core offense. You have a core defense. And those players are kind of aging out right now. They're in their upper 20s. You know, the, the player, the, the age uh, years two through six are his best. And all those players are on the wrong side of their sixth and seventh season, including the defensive line, Dunlop Johnson. And, and so uh, we have to turn the club over completely, Kath. We need a completely new group of players to start over again. I don't think we have time. Well, we're not football fans, but I just feel bad for the Tigers. Sure. I mean, uh, uh, calling them after the Bengals. All right, let's continue with your calls. The line becomes available, 513-749-7000, pound, 700, the new TNT. And in every NFL season that's ever been played up to this point, the dive by Jeff Driscoll toward the 
end zone would have been a touchdown for the Bengals, and they, as things turned out, would have won the game. However, they changed the rule beginning in September of 2018. So as you, as you dive forward, it used to be that uh, you got benefit of the extra yardage unless you were touched. But they changed the rule because the quarterback's getting hurt, that as soon as you dive, at that point, the ball is dead, three inches short of the goal line, which caused, of course, the op- offensive guard to flinch, go back five yards, and kick a field goal. If that rule had not been in effect, Driscoll obviously would have scored a touchdown, and the Bengals would have won the game. Continue with your calls, 513, your best Bengals moment or your worst Bengals moment. Coming up at 106 today is Matt Steinman's good friend, Brian Tome of Crossroads. That's your home of the Bengals. Bengals at home, the last home game of the season is against the Oakland Raiders who beat the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday on News Radio 700 WLW. Let's continue now. We have Chad on the cell phone, your best or worst Bengal moments. And Chad, welcome to the Bill Cunningham Show. Chad, go ahead. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, the, the the worst thing I think, and it's you know, and I, I still argue this is today. I think is when Carson Palmer blew his knee out, got his knee blown out in the playoffs. <laughs> I think that was the oh, year oh. they had. I mean, you know, you take a look at that game, oh. that, and of course the 2015 season, Dalton getting his number. Those are two seasons I think that you know people. I argue this today that they had a shot to win it all. I mean, many experts said that the 2015 Bengals were the best team in the NFL, but. But the really one that stung was the Palmer thing. I mean, let's not forget the first play of that game, he completed a 66-yard pass to Chris Henry, who also broke his leg on that very same play. And how about that? Chemo the assassin, chicken wing Carson Palmer, and he and the team was never the same. In 2015, Dalton had gone down and McCarron was playing, but they were beating the Steelers at home, and it took back-to-back 15-yard penalties from a meltdown of Adam Jones, the Pac-Man, and uh, Vontez Perfect for the Steelers to get in the position. Uh, all the Bengals' failures are hooked around somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, well, that's the, the, you know, that's the thing about it. And it's, it, Dalton breaks his thumb against Pittsburgh. And let's not forget, if you remember that season, the Monday night game against Denver, that was the defective two-factor for the second seed. I do believe if the Bengals would have had Dalton that game, they would have won beat Denver that night. They would have had the two-seed and we would have got out of that wild-card round. World but like I said, it's just something with Pittsburgh that always seems to get like I said. But how's that possible, Chad? We're we're like one and nine against Pittsburgh the last ten games. Marvin is zero and seven in the playoffs. Nighttime football, the Bengals are zero and eight. You add all that up, it's like one and twenty-three. How's that possible? Well, the thing is, I don't. They they have got some. I don't know if they have a voodoo doll. Well, what is it? I I don't know. But the thing is, it, it it's really disheartening because. I mean, how many times are we going to, you know, as me and I'm sure your fans and other people, you get up for these games and you just know <laughs> that, that there's something's going to happen. You just know it's coming. Whether And, you know, yesterday I hear about how hard the Bengals played. Oh, they played hard. Well, oh. Is that what we're, is that what we're yeah. that, 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 hey, this team played hard. I mean, it, it, it's just a joke. I feel bad, like I said. I, feel, I mean, Marvin, the same thing about Marvin is there was a time, as you know, he owned this city. Oh. So the, oh. the longer this goes on, it's you know I mean he deserves a lot for what he's done he's done a lot of good things but his time he's tarnishing his legacy here I mean he the, the longer this thing goes out the worse people are going to hate him which is sad no. because there was a good time man. when he came into this town he he I mean he made the Bengals relevant again let's not no forget question. where they were before because, him but Chad he came here after the lost decade of the last twelve years and he came here and took a team that was like two and fourteen to eight and eight so Marvin Lewis was a very good football coach. The operative verb is was. 
Bill Cunningham coming up in a few minutes will be Brian Tome of Crossroads. Maybe you can pray for the Bengals on News Radio 700 WLW. The dot com. Joining now is Brian Tome of Crossroads. And Brian Tome of Crossroads, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. Probably the last time before Christmas. Oh, man, you're making me grieve our departure already. <laughs> this is kind of it. Did you happen to see the Army-Navy game yesterday? I did not, sir. Uh, Saturday, Saturday. I- I'm sitting there watching the game. I like the preliminaries. You got the midshipmen coming in. You got the cadets coming in. Everybody's marching in. E- e- everyone's having fun. And I normally don't watch the you know Star-Spangled Banner, but I, I like to watch it before the Army-Navy game because it's really dramatic to have these tens of thousands of midshipmen and cadets. But there was a a minister, there was a chaplain that spoke for 40 seconds before the game, and I want you to respond to it. Are you ready? Oh, wow. Okay, yes, yes, I'm ready. Before you can tell me, did you like him or did you not like him? I absolutely loved what he had to say. It was the best thing I've ever heard about praying before a football game. I'll put you on hold so you can listen. Here we go. Matt Stein. God of wonders. Some wonder why we pray for a football game. So I tell them, in this game, every player on the field is willing to die for every person watching. And there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for what's truly good. And so, God, I do pray for these players on this field and all the good they represent. Their fellow cadets and midshipmen, soldiers, sailors, Marines, firefighters, first responders, police, and countless others who lay down their lives daily in our defense. Because in your eyes, O God, it is not the critic who counts, but those who actually step into the arena. And so, almighty God, We who are willing to die for others, we salute you. Let this game begin. Amen. Now, how about that prayer before the Army-Navy game? Oh, man, sign me up. I'm ready to go play some football (laughs) or to die for my country right now. That was Chaplain Matthew Palakowski. And I, I didn't know the guy, but I'm sitting there at home watching this. And the more he spoke, the more I wanted to go kill my nation's enemies. I, I, I didn't know. I said, this is because I often pray. I've done it. You've done it. Maybe you haven't done it. Before there's some athletic competition, you call upon the Almighty to bless what you're about to do. And the other team does it also. Do you think God hears the prayer of Army or Navy to beat the other team? Of Army or Navy? Uh, I think he hears it. I don't think he acts on it one way or the other. Especially Army Navy, right? I mean, you're, he's going to be weighing in on his own children, one children to beat the other child. Yeah, but but, but what about when uh, when Elder plays Muller or Cubcath plays Beechwood? Do you think God cares? Does God answer prayers of that character? Uh, well, God answers every prayer, but it, it, it sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, and sometimes it's a wait. And so, do I think that God hears a person's prayer on a football team and says? Okay, yes, I'm going to make you win. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think God could help somebody play the best they played. I think maybe God could help somebody's peripheral vision just up at 1% on the basketball court to be able to make a difference or something like that. But, no, I don't, I don't, think, God, I don't think God weighs in on who wins a sports, sports 
autism. Now, three or four years ago, you invited me to your uh, Christmas presentation of Awaited, and I went there in Oakley. I saw it. It was very good. It was almost like a Broadway show. It was that good. And then this year, you decided not to do it because of the time constraints. Explain the decision why to stop it, and explain the decision why next year it's going downtown to the Aronoff. Well, yeah, we did stop it this year. We had an incredible 11-year run with it, and the problem with it, it was so successful, it soaked up all of the church's resources in, in December and November. Uh, you know, all staff time, volunteer time, we were canceling services for it. We had last year about 120,000 people uh, between Mason and Oakley and who came, and we canceled because we wanted to be at all of our sites. We also thought this is such a massive, massive outlay of resources. We're not sure if this is actually helping the, the ministry of the church the other 11 months of the year. So we, we canceled it, but we also said we, we hope this thing lives on some way. So we've been looking for ways that a weighted could, could live on, because I came out of you ever been to um, the Christmas Carol downtown at uh, the Playhouse in Parkville? Yeah, 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 yeah. How many times? How many times you been to that? Uh, never, never. You never been to no. Christmas Carol at Playhouse in the Park? No, I've been to the Playhouse in the Park maybe two or three times in my life, and I liked it each time. I don't get out much at night. I like to stay home. All right, I'm I'm surprised the culture of William Cunningham is not <laughs> taking in one of the one of the city's best things we have to offer. No, that's uh, they tell me it's great. My wife goes now and then, and I encourage her. It's really, it's really good. I came out of there having gone two years in a row, and I said, this is really great. And I see some of the same people who were here last year. Cincinnati likes traditions, and I thought it would be great if we could have a Cincinnati institution for the spiritual meaning of Christmas. Maybe Crossroads could try to work on that, and we did try to work on it, and we, we actually did a pretty good job in creating that. So the Aronoff approached us and said, hey, we would like a way to continue and to be a Cincinnati institution, it was the exact quote that COO used that we've kind of had as a, had as a vision. So we sat down and... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hammered out an agreement, and yes, uh, it's going to be coming to the Aronoff next December. Tickets go on sale December 17th at AwaitedShow.com. And, and I'll tell you, Bill, we're really tickled, and this is one of the reasons we're tickled. It used to be that the greatest art in the world came out of the church. I mean, have you been over to right. Paris, the Louvre? Yes, yes. We all know, like the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, I mean, the greatest art came out of the church. Either the church commissioned it, or it was believers, and now today, unfortunately, oftentimes it's the cheesiest art that comes out of the church. And so we're ecstatic that uh, the church, and I do mean the capital C church, uh, meaning believers, which could be Protestant or Catholic, is seen as creating something that's is a value that the world wants, and is going into the into the, our city's leading art house. Uh, we we couldn't be happier about it. So, in a cha- in, in a sense, when I wait it next next December is at the Aronoff, you can kind of put the issue off to the side, maintain the church and the facility itself for events in November and December, and let the production be handled downtown by Aronoff, and also with your cooperation, I'm sure. But nonetheless, this kind of puts the issue off to the side. It keeps it continuing. You know it's going to sell out in the first week. Uh, are tickets coming for sale this December? 
Yes, you can buy this December for next year. Um, so this year, wait, it's not this year at all. We actually have a, uh, an incredible Christmas production or fresh Christmas production at all of our sites. Um, so, but a wait is not going to be anywhere this year. So it's going to go to Aeronoff next year, and we're going to be adjusting it, juicing it up a little bit, making some adaptations. And, uh, yeah, man, and, and I hope, we hope that this, this is the beginning of something that's um, the good across the nation. All right, good. Let me ask you some theological questions. Are you prepared? I am prepared. One thing I'm ready for is theology. Bring it, brother. Can you be a good Christian and believe in abortion of a healthy fetus in like the eighth month? <laughs> William, see, this is what you do to me. You, you, you lure me in with nice talk about football games and waited, and wham, you drop your deep stuff on me. I think the problem with your question, I think my only hesitation is, is can you be a quote-unquote good Christian? I think there is a right answer and a wrong answer to these things. The right answer is obviously no. You cannot be going up inside of the womb with forceps and killing a child or fetus, whichever you want to say. I would prefer it's a child. a child. It's a child. Yes, I prefer that. You cannot be going up inside of a womb in eight months and killing a child. So that, that's a really easy one for me. The difficulty on your question is a good Christian. So define what you mean by a good Christian. Do you mean... An observant. You, observant to the Bible, observant to the Word of Jesus, that you, you, you attend Mass, you attend church, you believe in the, the Ten Commandments, you read the good book every now and then, you live a good Christian life, yet in the fifth, sixth, seventh month, a developing baby is in your womb, and you voluntarily uh, do things that ensure that child's death, and then you simply go back to church and say, okay, let's continue. I do not consider a mother, I guess, or a father that would do or encourage such things until there's confession. That is a mortal sin of such a character that you can say, you know what, Uh, it's okay, because to me, the 3,000 babies that are killed every day in this country uh, is an abomination, and... uh, uh, and I've, I've seen this argument in some theological circles that this is this is a mother's choice, it's a mother's responsibility, etc. But I contend you cannot be a good practicing Jew, a Christian, a Muslim. You cannot be a, a religious person at all and, uh, and tell a doctor to kill the baby growing inside your body. I would probably put it slightly differently. I would say you can't make that decision and believe that God is in favor of that position. But after having made that decision, if you realize it's a wrong decision, you can still get forgiveness from God for it. I think the only thing I'm concerned about is the phrase, good Christian. I'm not, I'm not ready to label somebody a good Christian or bad Christian on, on a solo act that they commit. Can you uh, be a good Christian and dispute or disagree with fundamental tenets of the Christian faith. Can you be a good Christian and not believe that Jesus was a Savior? Can you be a good Christian and not believe that Mary was the Blessed Virgin? Can you be a good Christian and not believe that Jesus himself actually existed? Can you have fundamental disagreements with fundamental tenets and still be a Christian? No. You could you could be a good person, but the things you just mentioned, those are fundamental to what Christianity is. Every every ancient creed, every every ancient great believer uh, has believed those things. So here's the thing we've got to understand. All the things you just mentioned, Bill, all these things, we recognize these are weird things, like Jesus being 
coming out of a womb that never had sex. That's what it means, Virgin Mary. Mary never had sex. We all agree and understand that's a crazy, crazy thing to believe. But we've also got to recognize that if God ever came to the world, if he ever came to the world, we should expect crazy things to happen, such as someone being born out of a person who never had sex. So I think the thing is it's understandable that we believe that these things are not believable. It's understandable that we want to change our theology. But the things you just mentioned, they're all core to what it means to be a believer. And uh, so, no, you can't be a person that doesn't believe those things and be a believer. You don't believe those things, so you're not a believer. Well, the Pope and most faiths do not believe in the death penalty. Can you be a uh, practicing Christian or practicing Catholic and believe the death penalty is okay? Yes, because the death penalty is uh, is not central to the gospel. It's not central to the message of the Bible. And and quote-unquote good Christians for the last 2,000 years have been on either side of that debate. Uh. Let me, How am I doing, Bill? How am I doing here? You're doing give pretty good. So far. How am I doing? I think it's an A minus. Uh, I I think the abortion thing, uh, you, you know, it, that to me is fundamental. That if you believe in afterlife, if you believe in Christ, if you believe in a God, and you believe that the soul is endemic and part of the human character and human experience, no, no one can believe looking at uh, sonograms after three, four, five months that that is not a developing baby. Uh, and, and to have forceps decapitate and dismember a child in your womb and then act as if, well, that's okay, it's my right to choose, uh, to me that is an abomination, that is a, that is a murder, and that, cannot, that, 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 cannot, uh, that disqualifies you until you truly and honestly repent. Anybody can repent anything. Even may, I don't know about Adolf Hitler. He's always the worst example. I don't know if Adolf Hitler could have repented. I, I, I don't think he did, but uh, even Adolf Hitler, according to Christ, could repent. And so killing one person is not the same as killing 50 million. But, but to have many practicing Christian females who attend mass or church regularly, having had an abortion and not confessed it, uh, I think that's a problem. All right, so then I get an A minus with you, so I'm okay. As long as I'm getting A's in, in Professor Bill's class, I'm in good shape. What happens to Crossroads when Brian Tome meets his maker? I think I think Crossroads be just fine. I think an argument be made that uh, Crossroads might be uh, might be even better off. Um, no, I think I've got I think I got my my degree of fault. I think I've got my my level of short sightedness, and I think. Um, I think there's somebody or some other group of people may come in and do a good job. So you you think think. in a hundred years and a thousand years, Crossroads will still be here? Uh, Yes. Yes, I do. But with a asterisk, Jesus said we should pick up our cross and die daily. That's what he says to us. He doesn't say wear Christian jewelry. He says we should live our lives in such a way that we will expire. That is the main reason why Christianity has been decreasing. It's because there have been people who have been unwilling to lay down their lives. We just talked about the Army and the Navy when we started. The reason why America is going forward has gone forward is people have been willing to lay down their lives. The reason the early church went forward is people got strung up on crosses. The problem with Christians today, whatever ilk that we are in, is we're not willing to lay down our life. We want the American dream. We want all of our materialism. We want to fit in with the crowd. We want to have the same beliefs everybody else believes. We want everybody to improve us, and we're not picking up our cross. We're not willing to lay ourselves down. 
That's the fundamental reason why Christianity is on the decline, decline in America. And every place in the world where it's increasing is because people are willing to lay themselves down. Now, that's a long ramble to say, if I believe I should pick up my cross and die, that should also mean the organization that I'm leading, if it's Christian, should also be making decisions that means we might die doing this. There's a reason why I waited it's done what it's done. It's because we did an incredibly risky, risky thing, poured a lot of money into something that people didn't like. And fortunately, it paid off. But you know what? I think there's organizations and maybe churches that God is happy to implicit, and it may need to die. And I think we need to embrace our death. So Crossroads, I think it's going to go on for a long, long, long time. And if it dies, I think that still could be a success because Jesus died and he was a success. Yeah, the uh, the problem many of my conservative thinkers that I actually speak with says say to me that Christianity, Catholicism, uh, Judaism, whatever it is, uh, the churches are empty, especially in the black community. The churches are completely empty, and those who go to church are in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. The whole church is dying all over the black community. The buildings are being sold off. A few enterprises are succeeding at the Catholic seminary and on Beachmont uh, Avenue right now, there's 125 seminarians, which is the greatest number they've had in decades. There are places like your places in certain Texas and Tennessee churches that are doing wonderfully, and, and those are the exception and not the rule. It, the rule is is that Christianity is falling in America, and when that happens, America will stop becoming stop being a great country because uh, Christian Judeo principles found at this place. Christianity is an aging and feminine religion. In America, if you go inside of nearly any church, you will see people who are older, and you will see at least 70% female. This is not religion, by the way. If you go to mosques, if you go to where Islam is, you will see a preponderance of young males who are engaged. There's a lot of theories for why this is. Uh, I find them very, very fascinating theories. Um, but j- that's just to say that just because something is religion or spiritual doesn't mean it's repulsive from life. But it is true that something about how we're doing American Christianity is repulsive to younger males, especially in our country. And that's not a good sign for our future. Brian Tomey, you and yours have a wonderful uh, Christmas, Merry Christmas holiday. We'll next be back together in January. William, I can't wait. It's been a great 2018. Thanks for having me on and being a good friend. And God bless America. Brian Tomey, thank you. You walk in the shoes of the fishermen. I try. Brian Tomey, thank you very much. Let's continue. Billy Cunningham, 700 WLW. They're going to go for two and try to tie it with 20 seconds left in the half. So chasing points early, not necessarily recommended, but we'll see if it works. Two receivers to each side of the formation. Driscoll back to throw. He swings it out to the right to Bernard, and he is tackled at the five-yard line. They try to draw the Chargers offside. 13 minutes to go in the third quarter. The Bengals trailing by five. Fourth down in less than a yard at their own 36-yard line. Driscoll under center. He's going to hand it off. Mixon trying to fight for the yardage. He won't get there. The Bengals have not had a two-point conversion in 56 games. Longest streak of any team in the NFL. They will try for one here to tie the game. Driscoll back to throw. Looking, still looking, sacked back at the 15-yard line. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Oh, you bonehead. Oh, right, guys. Say, getting ready for Sunday, I imagine. It is. They just fired their general manager today, by the way. Did they? Yeah. 
You mean John Gruden? No, no, he's the head coach. Oh, he is also the general manager. Well, no, it's... uh, uh... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, uh, former uh, Raider uh, Reggie McKenzie. Did you see how the Steelers lost that game on the yeah. last second field goal? Couldn't happen to a better team. Guy slipping. I hope he slips and falls constantly. But, Rachel, the big news is some can't, of the... Can't you run in a two-point conversion? Do you have to pass it? It's been since 2015, obviously not. If you do that, you might succeed. Oh, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't want, want that to happen for crying Rachel, out. I sent you some important data. What's on the blog? The uh, Miss Kentucky is incredible, oh, but the geez. sex on the pyramid and the Giza Plateau, we may hold for a day or two because... Uh, who? We have to get legal. Legal. Because uh, the pictures of this... Are very very scandalous as you can imagine. Scandalous so, on top of the pyramid. I That's another to, name for your blog, isn't it? Yeah. And the Egyptians are a little serious about this. They're not too happy. They are not too happy. Well, what did they the do? Situation. Well, you, they'll be beheaded. They, they find that. Well, couple, what happened there? Well, they were doing a wild. How is thing. Miss Kentucky and Egyptians involved? They're all related. Listen, Miss Kentucky is a separate issue. She got caught sending topless right. photos to a 15 year old boy that she was teaching. She's a Come, that didn't happen to you Virginia. at Deer Park. You're a woman. Yes. How's that possible? You think, what's the upside and what's we, the downside? We really want to. I'm just going to make a plea to the listening please, audience. Please, If you know a woman that is a teacher and has been caught up in one of these scandals. Beautiful. And she is she is out of, she has served her time. She has made right with the world, so to speak. We want to talk to her. We want to know what goes into this because for the life of us you and i we can't no figure it out we can't figure out what makes a former miss america contestant who is also smart and Gorgeous. in addition to being beautiful go for a 15 year old boy i don't get it uh, it's like so what uh, the egyptians do what is uh, all well, that we're going to sa- we're going to save this for oh. but the egyptian there was an egyptian singer on. last week who wore a risque outfit and she was singing, I guess, Egyptian songs, Katy Perry style. And yeah. the censor said that the dress was too risque, so they locked her up. Is this yep. on a show? Yeah, it was like in TV. Ki- in Cairo? Cairo, and they locked her up. Now, this English couple went on top of the Great Pyramid in Giza and did the wild thing at the top as the sun was rising. They took had photos of themselves. Now, wait a minute. How does that happen on top of a pyramid when two people are doing it? I mean, you talking about what was it, the Walendas or something? Today. I'll put it up today. How do you do put that? It up today. Put it up later on today. Yeah. I I I I I saw it. I said, "How is this possible?" They snuck around uh, the guards for most of the night to get to where they needed to be at well, the you, right moment. Well, you know who's going to come after them? The mummy. If that mummy comes out of that thing. But to get up on the pyramids, not an easy thing. You have to climb. They're Amen like five. That. They're like five foot I was gonna rocks, say. and you got to go up. I mean, of all the up. hobbies, this guy. They, up this and is up. apparently this photographer's hobby is going to like places like this and having sex there. I mean, could you find 
a, maybe a better hobby that won't get you thrown in jail internationally. So now that's the same thing with the teacher. This guy puts the photos out, right? Yes. Okay, so everybody knows about it now, but then if they don't put the photos out, it didn't happen. Right. But I and the pyramid used to be slick. Had alabaster when it was originally built. It was slick with white alabaster mm-hmm. with a gold top to it. So it was beautiful for like a thousand years. But the alabaster, which was white and like plaster, wore off over about a thousand years, exposing the actual rocks. These huge boulders below it. And each one weighs 2,400 pounds. We're not talking. And they got it up there on a ramp, they believe. A ramp was built a half mile away, a dirt ramp coming up to the pyramid, and that's how they built it. So for this so couple. So you got to do all that work. This is work. To go on top of to a get pyramid there. and do it. Well, he's also done it in various other locations. That's correct. This isn't just like a where, one, Yankee one off. Stadium or I, something or what? We have to do more research. Empire State Rachel. Building? I Eiffel guess Tower. somebody's had sex on top Kings of the White, White House, I would assume. Maybe uh, Mount Rushmore? I wonder which president would have sex on top of Mount I'm Trump. going with Clinton. You think or, so? I'm going with Kennedy. Kennedy. That's I'm going those, with John yeah. F. I was going to be JFK. He, he, got, he got it done. It's all those Democrats say the Republicans don't do that kind of thing. And right? if his father hadn't cheated to get him. You talk about scandals. His father, Joseph B. Kennedy, paid off the mob in West Virginia and Chicago to get his son elected. If it was a legitimate election, Nixon would have won. And maybe Kennedy would still be alive today. Hmm. But his father, you talk about scandals with this president, you ain't seen nothing yet. I love the uh, I love the old adage too. Shut up! When when you confront um, very vehement democratic supporters with that with that history, they say it's it was a different time back then. Absolutely. It was a different time. Now now that, you know, someone's paying off a, a porn star oh. for consensual sex, oh. this is right. How about great. President Kennedy having interns that he would pass off to he his male... He was going at it in a pool with them, wasn't he? he, he, he White House? He, he passed them off to his male friends to watch them have oral sex with teenage girls in the White House. And the president would sit there and watch and kind of enjoy it. And that was like, well, well, that was a different time. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, mm. Mm. So you talk about this photographer. Don't get it up yet, Rachel. Let's wait. We've got to sp- well, we we, we Miss Kentucky. People, we want people to go read the story of Miss Kentucky. Yeah, which is a classic. That's a classic. It's, it's a classic. Yeah, I guess it is. You can't I make mean, that one up. I didn't see that coming. That was just kind of, you know, a gift that befell us over the weekend. Miss Kentucky getting arrested for sending. And Terry's Turf books. Club's closing. That's true, too. Got my friend Randy Freaking and Scott Crosswell, my buddies, my lawyers involved in that deal. I Randy guess he freaking's got that new opening day book out. Got to get him on. Got to get him on. Let's yeah. get him on. He's unfreaking believable. I know. He's an author, too. Terry's Turf Club has two more weeks. Better get your burgers now. What else on the blog, Rach? Uh, we still have the uh, updates from uh, Carissa Thompson's legal fight to get her x-ray video pulled off of the internet. Can we still get that on the internet? It's now it's pulled that's off. A, that's a good question. I have not Matt's looked. Matt's diamond. Matt's diamond. Matt's diamond. Better look. I got to look at that thing. Make sure it's still there. I think every I, studio has that now. Yeah. On their, on their, I got <laughs> I got a text their message. Wallpaper. <laughs> I, I got a text message from uh, Kid Chris while we were on air oh, asking where the video was. <laughs> I saw she her. couldn't find it? He couldn't find it? The I, king of them all? I know. Matt's diamond found it. Wow. I know he did. Let me wow. let me see it just to make sure it's yeah, not just it's, to make sure it might, might, might be a, a trade off or something. But I'm watching her yesterday on Fox, <laughs> and I'm having different thoughts than the pigskin at this point. She's talking about the Patriots and Vikings, and you're thinking 
about the wild thing on well, top she, of the pyramid. She looked very nice in her yellow dress yesterday. Very, very pretty. She looked much nicer without the yellow dress. Uh, I also have pictures from uh, my CCW um, certificate that I got this weekend. Now you're, ar- you're armed and dangerous. I Not yet. Right before the armed and dangerous. What weapon are you going to buy? I kind of like Glocks. 40? 40 Glocks? I, that's the one that I typically shoot. I shot a Glock 19 for my test. So... I like a Sigsar P238. Those are good. Yeah. Sigsar P238. Then what uh, 007 use? That's what I got. Yeah. I like it. It's much smaller than a Glock. Fits in your purse better. I like I like the bigger gun. I like You it wear a purse? Well, I like it when a woman says that. Can you save that please? Say give me some sports. Well, Leah, the uh, Stooge Reporter is a proud service of a local Tempstar heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar, quality you can feel in uh, Cincinnati. Call Arrowhead Heating and Cooling. 513-877-2179. Did you see what Rihanna said about Justin Timberlake? No. She said he has a little gun. Oh, really? Please continue. Mm. Uh, Willie, the uh, winter meetings are underway with Ted McKay in Vegas. The Reds have acquired left-handed reliever Robbie Scott from uh, the uh, Boston Red Sox. It's about time. Who? Off waivers. Robbie Scott. Off he waivers. pitched in uh, 73 games over the last three seasons. Got to be better than what we had. Uh, Billy Hamilton is now a Kansas City Royal. $5.25 million plus $1 million in incentives. Really? Correct. That's good uh, for him. According to Mark Sheldon and his sources out there, the Reds are not actively looking to trade Scooter Jeanette. Been reporting otherwise. Reports today from the winter meetings. He was the only red worth watching so for a long time. He might time. Uh, still be in the dugout with me. If not, if not, uh, we'll move. Maybe it's me. How about Winker? Jesse Winker, I thought was what good. What about Jared Hughes? Can he talk? He's always funny. Jared Hughes yeah. is uh, pretty pretty good with yeah. you. Yeah. Get him. It looks like the uh, Braves, Reds, and Phillies are the three prime teams for Dallas Keuchel. Braves, Phillies, Reds. <laughs> maybe they, are they maybe serious? they'll have a shot. Let's hope. Uh, Bengals. Bengals. Five and eight. More tonight on the Bengals line. Live from the Holy <laughs> Grail Bank, 605. Who is it? Right here on 700 WLW. Unknown to me at this moment, Willie, at uh, 147. Good luck. That uh, I know who the guest is. Don't know. Good luck. They're going to send the guy that collects the footballs after the game's over. How'd you know? Uh, let's see. Ohio State 15, Kentucky 19, Indiana 25, Cincinnati Willie 29th. Got a text here. The AP here. poll. Kansas is the new number one team. How come Seg isn't talking about the Bearcats schooling Xavier? Right there. Well, I'm going to get to it. Do you want to relax? All right, go ahead. Uh, University of Cincinnati punter James Smith Willie, a native of Australia, has been named to the third team All-America by the Associated Press. How about that? That's irrelevant. What do you mean? All-American player? What's the guy's Football name? Football player? James Smith. From where? Australia. He's a punter for the Bearcats. First uh, All-America choice for the Cincinnati since defensive lineman Derek Wolf was a second-team honoree in 2011. Please continue. Uh, well, we can also uh, end this with uh, in sports with the uh, butt-kicking that the Bearcats gave uh, Xavier. Thirty-two. Andy Max saying now at Brad Redford. Yeah, where, yeah. where are those two guys? Remember they sat here. Where it are was, they? It wasn't. It wasn't a good Saturday. Where's Brad Redford? Where's Andy Mack now? Where's your Andy Mack? 
He's with Chuck oh, Mason. No, he's my Andy Mack. You're Andy Mack. Friday, he was your Where Andy is Mack. It? Thursday, where know. is Andy Mack? Well, they're probably drowning their sorrows somewhere, probably at Dana Shh. Gardens. He's probably... With their 900th beer. God. Or probably... Probably May... Max says, give me, a, give me a whiskey and leave the bottle. May I say Xavier quit the last 10 minutes of that game. They absolutely quit the cross Well, and then your team went one for one over the weekend. Deer Park The had... Park lost to Taft. First time in two years. And then all of a sudden, boom, what? They take out who? By 30. Redding by 30. Right. Tony Pike is all Tony upset. Tony Pike. He's upset. But yeah. Deer Park had two players that were sick with the stomach flu, and they yeah. shot five of 20 from the free throw line. Sounds like the Bengals. But now they came back healthy on Saturday and kicked Redding's ass by 30. Well, then they're back to normal. They're back. But Taft's a good team. I like But that. also, Willie, we want to say congratulations to uh, elder high school basketball coach Joe Schoenfeld. Hmm. The Panthers beat Western Hills the other night, number 400. Pretty good. For Coach Schoenfeld. From Xavier, by the way. Correct. Rachel, once again, the blog. we got Miss Kentucky going nuts. We've got Miss Kentucky. we got Carissa. We've got Carissa. One of my We've got Carissa's Maybe X-ray video, Miss Kentucky's nude photos to a 15-year-old boy. My photos of me uh, That's shooting. important. Now that's, you're talking. That's on there, too. We we got the prayer from the uh, Navy Army game up that's for a, you. That's a good prayer. we got yeah. everything. Just We've go really to the blog. we got everything. I love that prayer. I don't watch many Army-Navy games, but I like the pregame. Was the, the Trumpster kids. there? Yeah, he yeah, flipped a coin. There. Rocky Boyman went nuts. And that, that prayer by uh, that minister... His name is Matthew Pololinsky. was fabulous. It was. Why do we pray before a football game? And I thought that was the best one minute. <laughs> I, none to have everyone sing the Star Spangled Banner. I'm sure Colin Kaepernick's not happy with that. But he's not. I'm, gonna... not sure, I'm sure nobody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He kneeled on the Army Navy sideline. I side don't line, think so. Correct? No. Yeah. They kneel before they God Almighty. Thank they don't you. kneel to protest anything. Bingo. Once again, Rachel, thank you. Good luck thank with your you. gun. Get a gun. Yeah, I know. That's the intention. Get a gun. All right. Rocky, get a gun. Rachel well, we got said, a few already. Rachel says she likes the big guns. He said he'd help me pick a gun. Pick a gun, any gun. You don't care what gun. <laughs> All right, Seg. Leave it there, Seg. Get me out of the stews report. <laughs> Willie, in honor of a uh, the sunshine here in Kenwood. Are there pics of you actually shooting guns? Yeah. On my blog? Yeah. In the right position, the whole deal? Oh, yeah. Please continue. And sir. we say happy birthday in our citizen of the day as though the one and only Evan Andrews. He's got to be at least of the seven. Montgomery Is Inn. he 70? Evan Andrews, his birthday oh, today, Willie? 70? 6-0. He's looking. It he doesn't looks look a day like, over thirty-nine. He looks more like seventy. Well, here's no, he the, looks the, about thirty-nine. You're looking pretty good. What, what gun are you shooting there? That's a Glock nineteen. It's a little smaller. Yeah, it's a little bit smaller. Well, that listen, was the test you, gun. you sound like the rifleman all of a sudden. With That's the, looking good. You know all these get, gun names. Well, I, I like you like Sig Sauer, wanted dead or alive, like Steve McQueen. Also have the governor at home, which is a hand shotgun. Shoots four tens. But uh, you're looking pretty good right here. 
Well, thank you, sir. It's on my blog. You better check it out right now. <laughs> Here's Rachel. Looks like Carissa in a sense. Watch it just, now. Just a little bit Watch more clothing. That's all. Just Seg- a little bit. Segment, get me out of the studio. I just before. did. You Happy birthday, Evan Andrews. He's our You didn't play it, though. He didn't play anything. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. Help me, help me. So you're telling me Dallas Keuchel may be a red. If that happens, I have hope. It's either the Phils, the Braves, Braves or, or the, the reds. reds. Why would he come here if it's the Braves? Got a big ballpark, a lot of money, and a team that won the division. Right? Cincinnati's got a band box in last place. Phillies at least try to win in a big stadium, right? You never know, Willie. Might something good might happen one of these I days pr- to a, a I, Cincinnati team. I pray to God he comes here. I hope he does because uh, the Reds' failures doesn't help me one bit. I want them to succeed because at least they try. Well, then he'll come here with that beard. Does that mean every Reds player is going to have a beard? Most of them do. Most of them are pretty hairy. Well, you got a point. And by the way, Luke also, uh, misses David, the Hall of Fame by one vote. Right. And also, uh, David Bell says he's thinking about using Michael Lorenzen in the outfield this year. What? 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 Boy, center field? Correct. So it could be Shebler, Lorenzen. Uh, who's uh, in left? Winker? Can, Winker? Our number one prospect what? is an outfielder. An outfielder? Can't we get, what? Can't, he's got a pitcher. We? Help me, help me, help me. He's the best athlete on the team. Well, yeah, but guy... still, you got to be able to run down balls, and you got to be able to. And he's our, like, he only... used to be an outfielder he, in college. He, he, well, I used to be a pitcher in college. I'm not playing for the he's Reds. He's like our one guy that's reliable what are you yelling at me relief? for? What's going on? He's pretty good at it. Get David Bell on the line. Don't be yelling at me. I taught him how to hit when he was a kid. You taught everybody how to hit. Including Andrew Benatendi. Let's continue yeah, with more. he on the show? Coming up, he's supposed I talked to. He's supposed to be helping I, out the park. I, I talked to his dad. Okay. I talked to his dad. Good. He, he didn't get the ring till April. So he can come here and raise money for you. Coming up next is Brigitte Gabriel, a good friend of Rachel's. Brigitte Gabriel next at your home of the Reds, Bengals, Bearcats, and sadly Xavier Musketeers that quit. And FC Cincinnati. Don't FC forget Cincinnati. them. We're going to have on the guy that runs Turner Construction about building the stadium next week. How about that? Beautiful. Seven hundred WLW. Woman beg, and I make a good woman steal. I make an old woman blush, and I make a young girl squeal. I wanna be yours, pretty baby. Yours and yours alone. I'm here to tell you, honey, that I'm bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Hi, right, Billy Cunningham, the great American, as you may know, Brigitte Gabriel, one of my favorite guests, runs Act for America. She also is the author of a new book called Rise in Defense of Judeo-Christian Values and Freedom. What an odd concept in America today. Everywhere I look, I see difficulties. Uh, we have uh, individuals in Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, California especially. Illegals are voting because they get driver's licenses or automatically registered to vote. And there's no one checking citizenship. Orange County turns blue, which is impossible if you have legal voting. Join me now, says same Brigitte Gabriel. Brigitte Gabriel, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Brigitte, how are you? Uh, great, thank you. Delighted to be back with you. I love your stuff. Caravan supporters insult legal immigrants. 
what happened last month in the election, especially in Orange County, when you had uh, six or seven Republican seats all flipped to the Democratic Party because after the election, 250,000 ballots were harvested in, in Orange County, upturning the will of the people. Just kind of talk in general about how the illegal alien migration from third world poverty driven nations into America is just changing us without our permission. Uh, that's exactly what is happening right now. That's exactly what's happening. And actually, the Democrats know exactly what they're doing in welcoming these uh, uh, migrants. That's exactly their goal, because welcome to the new Democratic Party and new voters. And this is insulting to people like us uh, who did it the legal way, Bill. Uh, those of us immigrants, look, America is made of immigrants, people who crossed oceans to get here and did it the right way and, and followed the law and obeyed the law and could not wait to become Americans the right way, earning the privilege to become Americans. So for those of us who did it legally by the book, watch how the Democrat Party and these sympathizers with these criminals who are trying to break the law to get into our land feel it's a slap in the face to those of us who did it by the book. I know we're fighting like crazy, but I have a sense we're losing because they're controlling now all of California, which was a deep red state. Now it's a deep blue state. And once you allow motor voter registration, it's over. Nevada allows all kinds of illegals to vote because no one checks on it. You can't tell me 250,000 so-called Americans living in Orange County, California, weeks after the election harvested votes to show up at the, at the polling places after everyone's done voting. And you can't tell me that 48% of Texans wanted Beto O'Rourke to be a U.S. senator. You can't tell me in Florida if there was all legal voting, you would have that close for the Senate and the governorship. Do you have a sense we're losing? And, and when Trump leaves office, I pray in six years, might be two years, then a Democrat gets in charge. We're going to have motor voter throughout the whole country. No one checks on immigration status. No one checks on citizenship. Brigitte Gabriel, are we losing? Well, I, I'm a very optimistic person. I never face uh, the point of saying, okay, we are losing, because you don't lose until you lose. But what we can do is realize that the Democrats is after power, and their goal is to be able to ensure that they will have power for generations to come. And the way they are doing it is by bringing immigrants and refugees and putting them in states that are usually red and flipping them in blue. Who would have thought that in Texas, in this last election, Ted Cruz would be fighting for his political life in Texas. Uh, but this is exactly how they're doing it. And, you know, the way they did it in Texas is not only by the illegal criminals coming into Texas, breaking the law and getting into there, but also by refugee resettlement, because the Democrats focused on resettling refugees in these type of states. Texas, one of the top states where the majority of refugees were resettled. This is exactly how you flip states. And this has been their tactics. When you look at Minnesota as well, look at the elections in Minnesota. Right, right now, the first congresswoman who was elected, a Muslim congresswoman from Minnesota, who's actually now trying to change the law in Congress, because we have a law in Congress that says you cannot wear a hijab, you cannot wear a head cover, you cannot wear a head, uh, any type of cover, whether you're a man or a woman, if you are a serving member of Congress. And right now, they are trying to change their laws in order to accommodate her because she's using her religion as, well, I have to wear a headscarf because it's a part of my religion, and as an elected member of Congress, and because we live in a multicultural society,
city, I want to change the law. So not only we are seeing states flip, we are seeing laws being introduced or changed in our country to accommodate those that we have taken in as either refugees or immigrants into the country who are bringing in with them their culture and their practices and enforcing it on the rest of us. And what, what happened on Thursday and Friday, what happened with the sentencing memos, is that the deep state, I can recall about a year ago, Senator Chuck Schumer said, if you mess around with the, uh, with the intelligence community and the deep state, the deep state has six ways from Sunday to screw you and get back at you one way or another. And so looking at all the criminal activity by the Clinton Foundation, by Hillary Clinton, by Cheryl Mills, by Rod Rosenstein, all the criminal activity, the tens of millions, the hundreds of millions of dollars paid to, to influence, uh, to peddle influence with Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State and supposedly the next president. Everyone in the federal government now is after the president because of immigration and the federal judges he's appointing, and they do not want that to happen. So on one hand, you have uh, Democrats in many key states allowing illegals to vote through motor voter. Then on the other hand, in Washington, the U.S. Attorney's Office in New York, that they avoid obvious criminality by what Hillary Clinton did with her email server, putting on it to classified information of the highest order. And then when you find someone like Donald J. Trump who paid off a porn star from activities con- conducted in 2006, 2007, you make it a damn federal case. So on one hand, you have the attack of the deep state upon President Trump. And on, on the other hand, you have states flipping. In Minnesota, when Keith Ellison, a Muslim congressman, beats the hell out of women, and they come forward. The media ignores it, and he gets elected to be the attorney general, the chief law enforcement officer in the state of Minnesota, when he beats up women, and he's a Muslim. And he claims he has certain rights to women's bodies because of that. You have female genital mutilation, a decision saying that, uh, you know, that, that federally that's not a crime anymore. And so I'm looking at my country, Brigitte. You and I have been together, I don't know, 15, 20 years talking about these issues. And if somebody would have told me 10 or 15 years ago that a court would be ruling that female genital mutilation is not a crime, I'm sickened by it. I'm sickened of what's going on. I'm going to be more sickened in 2020, I fear. Can you give me hope? Give me hope. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I will give you hope because I think Americans are watching how we are losing our country, and they are rising, and they are becoming more involved, and they are becoming more engaged, at least on our side. See, the problem, Bill, up to this point, the left knew that they are at war. We on the right, most people on the right did not recognize that we are at war. We were still trying to talk to them and try to reason with them and try to show them, okay, come, let's talk together about this issue and solve it. They were not in interested in talking. They were interested in winning and defeating us, even if that means destroying our country and transforming the country. But what's happening is it's backfiring on the Democrats. And I hope that what we have been seeing in the country right now uh, it will mobilize people to come out this next election because America's life and America's life and future depends on this next election and keeping President Trump in power for another uh, four years after the two what the election is going to happen. And here is why. Because we want to make sure we give this president enough time to fix things, clear house, clean house, throw people out, and fix the corruption that's happening in Washington, D.C. And Donald Trump is our only chance to doing so. You mentioned about FGM and what's happening with female genital mutilation. You are correct in saying who would have thought that we're going to have a judge, a Jewish judge, uh, Judge Friedman, saying it's 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unconstitutional not to allow these people to basically genitally mutilate their daughters uh, in our country. Well, this is exactly why Act for America has been working. My organization has been working on the state level. Right now, we have uh, bills in 27 states banning female genital mutilation because the judge said, well, it's up to the state, not to the federal government. Right now, we have 23 states in the nation that have not yet passed uh, legislation anti-female genital mutilation. And this is exactly what we're going to be tackling in January 2019. I urge people to go to our website, actforamerica.org, and sign up to get our emails and action alerts. So when we introduce this legislation in your state, we will be able to reach you to make sure you will help us build the firewalls in your state so we do not lose our identity and our culture to practices coming from third world country. And, and, and by the way, this is exactly what I detailed, Bill, in my book, Rise. And I titled my book, Rise, which was released eight weeks ago, Rise in Defense of Judeo-Christian Values and Freedom, because the American public needs to understand why we need to rise to take back our country now while we still have a chance before it's too late. Because look what's happening in Paris. What's happening in Paris right now, the government lost control. Paris is unrecognizable. Europe has become Arabia. We're not going to allow this to happen to America. Look at it this way. France does not have a Donald J. Trump. They have a Macron who's like an Obama. And the average French citizen has added up to here. There's no job creation. You can't form businesses in France. There's too much bureaucracy. The taxes are confiscatory. There's stagnant wages. There's a huge oppressive welfare state. And Saudi Arabia and other Middle Eastern countries have built about 750 mosques in in France over the past uh, 10 to 15 years. There's more mosques in France than there are in Saudi Arabia, for example. It is now a migration from Muslim countries into Europe and because of their generous welfare state, the Frenchmen are saying, yep. French women are saying, we can't take it anymore. They want gasoline to be $7 plus a gallon. And that government report issued the day after Thanksgiving said that gasoline in America needs to rise to $49 a gallon. They want to crash and destroy the middle class in this country like the French have destroyed the middle class in France. And the average French person, man or woman, cannot take the influx of four to six million Muslims over the past 10 years. Plus more are coming. There's no jobs. There's no growth. There's no businesses. uh, The large welfare state, they can't take it anymore. Exactly. And with the large migration and immigrants that they brought into France and brought into Europe, this is what's breaking all of Europe. But we are seeing it in France more because France has a bigger percentage of Muslim immigrants. They are almost 20 percent right now in France than any other European nation. And they are living on welfare and the rest of the French are paying for them. Actually, that's one of the attractions of these Muslims immigrating to Europe or coming to Europe from Algeria, Morocco, 
are from the Middle East, they are attracted because of the welfare state. By the way, this is the same thing happening in Canada right now. This is exactly why the Canadians right now are fighting for their country, because Trudeau wants to do the same thing, uh, uh, bringing in, open up the floods of immigration into Canada, and those immigrants are coming into Canada. They are living on welfare. They are sucking off uh, the citizens usually there, just like what they did in Europe. And the Canadians do not want that do not want that happening in Canada as well. But again, Bill, this is a lesson. What's happening in Europe right now? What we are watching is a lesson for the United States. Uh, the Europeans lost their voice. Right now, they are outnumbered, uh, and not necessarily outnumbered. They they are the passionate on the Islamic and the immigrant side. Outnumber the apathetic French, German, Swiss, uh, not Swiss, Swedish, European side. And so they are speaking. They say squeaky wheel gets the oil. And the Europeans lost their voice. Right now in America, you and I still have a chance to come on the radio to discuss these issues, to wake up the American public to say, now is your time to become more engaged and more involved politically. Even if that means just picking up the phone, calling your members of Congress, and expressing your point of view about a bill or something going on. And I encourage people to go to our website, actforamerica.org. Click on Contact Congress. We have many bills on our high-priority list. You can call your member of Congress. You can send them an email with the click of a button. Become engaged somehow to make a difference for the country. Lastly, I would say this. On Friday, ICE issued a news release not covered by the mainstream media because it doesn't fit. All the news that fits, they print. This doesn't fit. A five-day operation conducted by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement in New Jersey has taken into custody 105 foreign nationals who are in the U.S. illegally. Approximately 80% of those arrested had prior criminal records and or were wanted by Interpol. They came from Guatemala, Egypt, Korea, Mexico, and Russia. 105 arrested, 80% had serious criminal records. That's the tip of the iceberg. But see, Brigitte Gabriel, the media doesn't report on illegal aliens committing serious crime in this country. The government said there's about 2,000 Americans killed every year by illegal aliens. There's about 6,000 sexual assaults and rapes. There's about 7,000 robberies and burglaries committed by illegal aliens. But CNN doesn't cover that, do they? CNN doesn't want to cover that because CNN owns owns, owns Sugar Daddy George Soros big time. Because mainstream media Sugar Daddy George Soros has spent more than $48 million funding mainstream media outlets. Soros achieved his goal for media control by funneling money from his notorious Open Society Foundation to news corporations, journalists, schools, and industry organizations. Soros' tentacles have engulfed more than 30 top mainstream news outlets, Bill, such as NBC, ABC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Associated Press, and others, while stretching even further into the so-called media watchdog. I detail all this in a chapter about the lamestream media on Soros in my new book, Rise, because people need to understand that when we're watching the news, we're not really getting the no, news. No. We are listening to political pundits, to political activists funded by Soros, posing as journalists with a, with a national platform brainwashing people who think they are getting the news, but they're not really getting the news. And that's where we are as a nation. And here's, and here's the other scary part, Bill. The new generation, anybody who's under 25 or even 30, are right now getting their news on their iPhones from, the, from, from uh, uh, Comedy Central, from different leftist, uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter. They think these are actually
especially news websites where they are getting legitimate news. And as you and I know, Facebook, Google, Twitter, uh, all these Instagram, well, forget Instagram, Instagram is not, but Twitter no. and Facebook, for example, are completely controlling the messaging and silencing voices like yours, like mine, like other conservatives, most conservatives, who are speaking about important issues such as immigration, radical Islamic terrorism, border security, supporting our police, why we need to do vetting. All these type of stories are being completely scrubbed from the Internet because they do not want the truth getting to the American public. Brigitte Gabe, we've got to run. Your book is Rise and also actforamerica.org. On one hand, they're attacking the president, which happened on Thursday and Friday. On the other hand, they're flooding illegal immigrants into the so-called red states in order to take the place of middle-class voters they're losing. These are perilous, perilous times. Brigitte Gabriel, you're a great American. And once again, thanks for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. And my friend will do it again. And Merry Christmas. Thank you, my friend. Merry Christmas. God bless America. Let's continue with more. Can you smell what Brigitte and I are cooking? What's coming down the pike for you? Number one, the elimination of our president because of what happened Thursday and Friday. A bunch of crap charges about a porn star. And on the other hand, the flooding of red states with illegal immigrants to vote. God of wonders, some wonder why we pray for a football game. So I tell them, in this game, every player on the field is willing to die for every person watching. And there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for what's truly good. And so, God, I do pray for these players on this field and all the good they represent. Their fellow cadets and midshipmen, soldiers, sailors, marines, firefighters, first responders, police, and countless others who lay down their lives daily in our defense. Because in your eyes, O oh God, it is not the critic who counts, but those who actually step into the arena. And so, almighty God, we who are willing to die for others, we salute you. Let this game begin. Amen. Hello. 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 Huh. Huh. Oh. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Oh, you bonehead. Oh, my God. Uh, Rachel and Seg, we have Joe Dieters and The Rock is here. <laughs> Rock, what'd you think about I'm that? I'm to run out of the tunnel, man. That was great. I'm going to go kill my nation's enemies. <laughs> Joe, you ought to play that every morning when the prosecutors go to court. Joe, what about that? I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but um, a lot saw, of women. I saw women. Sig, from your I saw Sig in the hallway, and he said, "Just when I didn't think you could do anything dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself." <laughs> Sig, did you say that? No, I didn't. Yes, I, you I, did. I, no, I, yes, I, you I, did. Uh, Calling the prosecutor a liar. Well, Rock, what about the Army-Navy game now? What yeah, do you say? That, well, Rock? as I was telling you off air, it reminds me of Notre Dame. We always played, you know, always played Navy, sometimes played Army, sometimes played Air Force. And Bob Davey always say, see, you some bitches are complaining because you got to go to math class. Those guys, they're jumping out of helicopters during the week. You complain, you got to go to an econ class. Those guys are taking live rounds. They're you know, shooting go people with tanks Go on. get them. Bob what do you got to complain What are you coming at? It was the best, man. Cause, but he's right. These guys, you know, they're always tough. Always tough. Man, I, Rachel, I'm glad in a sense Army wins because uh, Navy has been beating them up pretty good recently. One hell of a yeah. game, and Army won. It's pretty good. Well, the video of the actual... Uh, 
prayer before the game is up on the blog. And the video is great. Along with a lot of other not well, great t- stuff. Well, tell Joe about that. He, he's concerned. He called me last night just angry about Miss Kentucky and what she did oh, to this poor 15. I don't 15. know anything <laughs> about Miss Kentucky. And, and That's this, one. And this, this doesn't fall under his jurisdiction. Well, so. it could. You're about to find out, Joe, so get ready. <laughs> now, now, you got an indictment in your pocket back there? Tell Joe me. the facts about Miss Kentucky yeah. and what she did to this poor 15-year-old boy. 29-year-old former Miss Kentucky, who is currently a teacher in West Virginia, was arrested over the weekend for sending topless photos to a 15-year-old former student. Terrible. Awful. You going to get that case? Awful. That's not my case. You're going to get jurisdiction. (laughs) By the way, what what is it with Miss Kentucky's? Wasn't there another one like... Yes. Like a year yes, and a half ago, was. was like smuggling pot into a jail or something yes. for her boyfriend. Yeah, Seriously. She, she put some drug where she shouldn't have put drugs and smuggled it into a jail. And, and wasn't... Uh, do you wasn't, remember that kind of stuff? I remember I remember that. everything. No, not... I mean, Rocky. No. Oh. These mm-hmm. kind of things, still trap. It was a Bengal <laughs> cheerleader, I think. It was a Bengal cheerleader. She had plenty of free time. Not Who much day? to cheer about. Who day? Who day? But anyway, uh, Joe, that's something you can look at, Miss Kentucky. Maybe we'll take you... a very close examination. Very. Oh. You got to see the evidence. Much like the Supreme Court justices would go in the basement of the Supreme Court to look at porn to decide whether or not it was acceptable by community standards. Somebody and, had to look at it, right? And at one point, Justice uh, Potter Stewart turned over, I think, to Blackman and said. This stuff ain't too bad. <laughs> and they had to decide whether or not it was porn or art. I know it when I see it. Yeah, that's what Potter said. Well, that's porn. That's art. I, I don't know. Rachel, please continue. Joe's interested. Well, uh, speaking of porn, uh, X-ray of speaking video of, porn. of Carissa Thompson was leaked again. It was leaked in January oh. at the beginning of this year. Disgusting. was taken down um, through a series of that's cease your, that's and your desist girl. letters. Now it's back up on the Internet, so she has to start the legal battle all over again to get this video taken down um, that obviously shows her in uh, an X-rated light. Now, Rock, uh, you're in the business. She's at Fox. You're at ESPN. Mm-hmm. But uh, have you seen the video because it's part of your job to look at such There's things? no way in hell I have seen or will ever watch that video. Liar. Please bring it in, uh, Matt <laughs> Steinman. Bring, bring it in. Bring um, it in. But, but look, this is the reason why bring it in. you never make or send those videos. I don't care if it's to your husband of 50 years. You never do that. No, you don't want them. You then. never want to. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want, you don't want to. <laughs> but you, you just never know when those things are going to. But why would a woman? Here. You're like a woman. Mm-hmm. The last well, time I checked. Yeah. <laughs> why would a woman send a video? Of herself performing. She has, um, uh, apparently, after we got off air, because I looked into it. I'm glad you did. We were talking about her possibly having a long-distance boyfriend. She does. He is an ESPN commentator. You probably know him. Now, who is he? He's got red hair, got a tall, got a Super Bowl ring. Went to Notre Dame. Now we got action. Joe, take the case. Wow. So they both travel a lot, thus have kind of a Uh long-distance relationship sometimes throughout the year, just because their schedules. And, you know, one can assume that she made the video. Does the boyfriend have a radio show? He does not. Brock, you're, you're off. Did he go to Notre you're Dame or St. X? Notre he Dame. went to Duke. Now, who is the man? Do we, can we know the name? Who's the dude? Do you know him, Brock? I'm thinking right now. Dick Vitale? No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> That's sick. But why would a woman do that when you think there's a possibility of getting well, out? Well, I'm sure she didn't think there Wait, was a that? possibility. Went to Duke? Yes. Is it the one I'm thinking of? Jay Billis? Mm-hmm. No, not Jay. But okay, that, that's the one I was thinking of. Well, yeah. I'm... Jay? Yes. You know, that he is... was on my TV show several times. Good guy. Why? Good guy. 
good guy. Really good. That guy. was a great show, by the way. <laughs> you were there for one. Jesus. It was horrible. Then you come with some lawyer, and he's turned to you and said, Three of them. Said, Why? Said, I brought all these force, these big, high-powered Harvard lawyers. We went to Bill's show, and Bill sits us in the front row, and some fight breaks out. It goes into the crowd, and I'm embarrassed as can be, and I'm like, let's get out of here right now. I said, Bill, thank you. That was great. This is your show? Yeah. <laughs> so we're leaving, and Perfect. these guys are all wearing, you know, Nice suits and everything. And they walked out. We walked out of the building and they said, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen happen in my life. <laughs> I loved it. So what the hell is that? When, uh, but, but Jay was one hell of a, he was an expert on relationships and seemingly he's got one going on with Carissa. Are they still together? Do you know? As far as I know. This Jay is, Williams. But here's the thing. Uh, Thomas on the Kid Chris show is the relationship Ex- expert. Oh, he's the expert. For, Thomas. Yes, for, for yeah. the celebrity. He knows, he knows the all. celebrity gossip. He knows the general Experts. location of their homes, things that he shouldn't know. Experts. He knows those things. Oh, no. So I have to I have to rely on him. My job is more the, you know, the technical part of actually piecing together the internet for it to work. Thomas is, is a little gassy and that's a little weird. That too. That too. <laughs> So you put it on I the internet, on the and he calls the people on, on he, the phone. He finds, he he brings life to the details. Let's put it that way. Why nice. do women do this and not men? No men, men do. Yeah, rock no, up men, oh, do men do, do this? this? Yes. Rocky, yeah. do, do men I, do this? Huh? Not I'm me, gonna, I'll make it. a confession right now. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, here we go. In front of Rocky, I'll make it. Here we go. Here we go. My sophomore year in high school. Here we go. Remember when Kick and Zonka played for Miami? Yes. All right. Uh-huh. They gave the finger on the Sports Illustrated front magazine. Gave they the, were like this. Gave the finger. Okay. So about five or six of us at St. X did the same oh. thing. <clears throat> and Tom Balaban. Tom Balaban. My coach. Absolutely. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And we got busted. Uh-oh. And Tom calls me aside and he said, uh, Joe, uh, Joe uh, he goes, hey, Deets, I want to just tell you something. You know, when they click that shutter, that thing stays around for a while. They, they You can see this for a long time. And I got indefinite jug, which is I'm pretty proud of, by the way. Which is <laughs> you had a lifelong jug. <laughs> I did nice until they told me to stop. It was like I don't know, two or three weeks or something. <laughs> Not good. Were you taped to like a soccer goal and hit ball? No, 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 that was you. That was you. All right. What else is on the blog? Joe Dieters wants to know besides Miss Kentucky and besides Carissa with Jay Williams. Who was it? <laughs> Jay Williams is a good guy. But uh, it's still together, too. I assume. And well, obviously, she's trying to make the relationship work long distance, and here you are trying to judge her after somebody hacked yeah. her phone. Yeah, Not what do you cool. think about that? She's got a good point. But you uh, can't do she, that. I mean, this, people's phones have been hacked a billion times. There's an example out there where that always ends up in a not a good situation. Joe, we'll show you the video it. off the air. You can decide whether to prosecute. I can honestly say no one has ever sent me a picture like that. No, I've never. I guess Rock gets him all the time. <laughs> nope. No, no comment. Chris here. is the king around here, isn't he? Chris Collinsworth. What else is on the blog? We also have my photos from uh, How about the this? Range. We got her yeah, photos, too. Look out. Yeah. Already. Yeah. I got uh, my CCW cert this weekend. Good for so. you. Got a Glock. Long class. Got a I got some brass burns, but other than that, you're good to go. Yes. So, did you have you picked out a firearm to use as your concealed carry or your home protection? Officially not, but you did offer your services. I did. I know a thing or two about guns. I, you were pretty amped to help me pick a gun. I am. So that's what I do. I think. Don't I, you like a 380, like a P238 six hour? 
I think that's, my, that's my CCW. That's but, mine too. Yeah, it's yeah. so small it fits in your hand, and for a woman, it's Smith purse. and Wesson, the one I got you. Uh, you got me. I gave that away. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> Smith and Wesson. <laughs> he gave him a gun, and he gave it away. He gave it away. <laughs> it had a nice. laser sight on it. Laser sight. Wow. You, you put it down, and you know it was pretty good. Great. But uh, I like the the two thirty eight. I like the uh, the handle. Yeah. My hands, like other parts of me, are too big, and so it was a case where go. I couldn't fit. My hand on. So you got the extended magazine. I got the extended mag. Rachel, please continue. Seg wants to know what's on the blog. Yeah. Well, we also have uh, the latest survey of millennials saying that they would give up sex and alcohol before they would give up Amazon Prime. Dysfunction. They're lying. They're lying. Seventy-seven percent said they would give up alcohol for a year before they would give up. Joe has no comment on that. I believe that. That was on the 60 Minutes thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They're probably not having sex. Probably not having sex at all. Yeah. That's too bad. Rock, your re- your reaction, please. Well, supposedly that's kind of the big lies. Everyone think thinks that with Tinder and all these things, guys are, you know, people are just doing it all the time, but it's not the case. And no. there's like a certain few, like good-looking guys, good-looking girls are getting a lot of it. Like me. Like normal me. Normal people are just like kind me. of getting it. Same as I always have. And now there's, they're <laughs> shopping online. and frenzy. I'd prioritizing rather, that. I mean, I'm only ever here, so, you know, I'm not out there in the dating world. No. I don't know. It's a grinder. Why don't you tell us what it, how it, what it's well, like? Well, it's a grinder or grinder. How do you pronounce grinder. it? Grinder. It's grinder. Tell us what it's like. Believe me. You know, hunk. This Carissa, that, Jay and millions I. Of, millions of women, how, what's it feel Jay like? Jay Williams and I talked about this, and I uh, said, look. No, I want to hear from your lips what's t- it feel I'm, like. I said, I'm tired of her. You take her. R- Rachel, have you ever done online dating? No, never. So I was this close. Before I met my wife, had I not met my wife, I would have tried online dating. Not, not only about the app stuff, but online I would have definitely tried. Actually, I wish I would have tried that. You have nothing That's to fun. lose but your health and your money. <laughs> yes. That's not bad. Segment. Then go call Joe. Then call Joe. <laughs> give me some sports. These are two Senex boys who could not get into Deer Park. Say, give me some go. sports. <laughs> we going there now? Yeah. Willie, uh, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of a local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar. Tempstar. Quality you can feel in beautiful northern Kentucky. Call Earl Sizemore to affordable comfort. 859 Sports. Sports. Willie, we want to say uh, congratulations. We gave a shout-out to Joe Schoenfeld for 400 career wins at Elder. Uh, we want to say congratulations in his 25th year at Gallatin County. Uh, John, Coach John Jones, he just got his 400th win last week. How about that? Gallatin County, Gallatin County, the years. home of the Kentucky Speedway. That's great. What happened um, in the park? Please continue. Should... <laughs> Wait a minute. What Wait happened to the, the park? Pro- the prosecutor asked you a question. Friday you... night, two of the boys had a stomach virus yeah, and didn't here play. We go, here, here we go. go. They had 20 free throws Jesus. and made six out of 20, the first loss in two and a half years. Well, then, who then... taught them free throw shooting? Well, the two I taught didn't. They were sick. And then sat next night, they got better. They beat Reading by 30. Talk to Pike about that. Will, have you announced our Trisha Mackey It's coming. Showdown. When is it? It's got to be in February. It is. It is. I'll be in Naples. So I, I shot her once. She beat me from threes, but I not, heard she not from the you. line. No, 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 no. She killed you. She shot you? Yeah, from the from the three, not from so the three. You lost to Trisha Mackey too. From yes. the threes, from the so threes. Stacy Land, um, Ca- Carly Coughing, Trisha Mackey, me and Big Stanley. That's a Rocky's fault on that big stand. Yeah, we, we want a rematch. 2019. Yeah, we're going to have a rematch in June. We're going to play ahead of time. We're actually going to understand cool. the rules of the game yeah. before we walk out there like dumbbells. This guy's how, how old was Stanley when we played him? 86. 
World War One veteran. You got you got eighty six year old guy flew airplanes. It was K Y A all the way. They kicked our ass. K in Middletown. Sag and Big Stanley beat me. I got the picture. I got to bring that into these two. These two left on high speed. The highway patrol were going after. You're like Sabo pulling out Kenwood Country Club. He he still owes me one hundred and (laughs) fifty. These two left a Middletown police officer stopped in. And said, hey, we, we heard there was a severe beating over here at Leverson <laughs> Park. I said, well, well, the one big redhead just left about 80 miles an hour, and the big mouth also was right behind him. Rachel, said, will you be him. there to film this? Do you want more video evidence? Can we describe how? Let me describe how this whole deal went Stupid. down. You, we were talking about it on air. I was at Miami of Ohio's practice, and you said, oh, we're going to play them tomorrow on this thing. And then you called me. I'm standing there talking to Chuck Martin, and I'm like, why does he keep calling? you're like, are you going to be there? Are you going to show him the thing? I'm like, I thought this was a bit. I thought this was kind of a thing we were going to no. joke around about. He's like, no, you got to be at this place, and we're going to play pickleball. I, I had so to I pick went up there, and the, you just whipped. The one person awful. I, I had a choice of Eddie Fingers, Mike McConnell, Lance McAllister, Gary Jeff Walker, or The Rock. I'm taking, I take The Rock. I'm taking The Rock in that matchup. <laughs> you were terrible. You were terrible. No, you were terrible. Terrible. Well, it sounds like you both are terrible. It's losing to an 86-year-old and say I would have right. gone with Mike McConnell. He's got secret skills. But that He's guy's got the athletic. Super Bowl ring, and I'm the greatest athlete in Cincinnati you history. You can overplay sometimes, and pickleball oh, is one of those sports you can stupid. overplay. Pickleball is And that stupid. was Rocky's well, problem. I, I got a guy. I got a tutor. I swear to Let's God. Let's go. Pra- play, I want to play three, three or four times. And we're going to go. We're going to practice. Yes. And then we're going to kick you. How old is Stanley now? Like 89? 93. Uh, probably so, yeah. Can, does he still play? Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, every no. day. If we lose He's in Arizona. The, if we lose to those guys He's again, Arizona then that's it. We're done. Oh, no. We're done. Oh, no. Middletown oh, no. Pickleball Association, Willie. Let's go. Well, we're going to do it, but okay. we're going to practice. I promise. We're going to practice. Got to practice. We have to understand Nothing the rules. summarizes. Hit, yeah. this, hit this from Mike Nothing McCann. summarizes being a Bengals fan quite like <laughs> the phrase, oh, no. There should be T-shirts, billboards. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hold your water. Don't move. Don't move. Oh, no. What happened? Rachel. Redmond. Thank you, for all, thank you for Carissa, Jason Williams, and also for uh, Miss Kentucky. And of for course. you, shooting big guns. That's true, too, yes. Rock, thank you. Blog. Welcome. Joe, thanks for slumming. I'll never be back. <laughs> Segment, get me, out of the, that one. get me out of the Stooge Report. Willie, in honor of a uh, sunshiny day here in Kenwood. Yes. And uh, Bengals line tonight. Global warming. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. You know, Lloyd, just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself, Beth. That's us playing pickleball. (laughs) Rachel, thank you. Thank you. Rock. Thank you. Joe. Okay. You'll never be back. (laughs) Seg, 700 WLW. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.